0: Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead service family members, my beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic book titled Morning and Evening. This is the podcast and this is episode number 579. Dr. Spurgeon Chose for our devotional reading today, long ago. John twenty one twelve reads, Jesus saith unto them, Come and dine. I get a little bit tickled when I read this verse because I had I had a. Uh, White preacher friend he was one of those rab preachers who was half pastor half evangelist heavy set fellow, just joyful uh, and he would classify himself as a redneck and he's just a uh, uh, a good old boy, but he loves souls and he 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 heard about me and he just Loved me as his brother, and uh, he heard I was out preaching, uh, evangelizing and having crusades and conferences and things. And he had a, a access to a printing apparatus uh, in his church. He was able to print things, d- design things and print them, flyers and things like that. And he said, uh, he, 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 he did give me some money. He supported our ministry. Uh, out of Lilburn, Lilburn, Georgia. And uh, he supported our ministry, but he also said, let me do something else for you. Let me print your flyers for your crusade that you're having in the municipal auditorium uh, uh, in a city uh, near that area and he took it he was excited about it and he took it and ran with it and you know god god will raise up people to do stuff like that and he printed i don't know 5000 flyers maybe 10000 i don't know but he did it he did it his way he didn't he didn't he didn't ask me for my input and he used this verse at the head of the flyer and uh, and I would not have done I would not have done it that way. That's the whole thing. But because the brother of God touched his heart and he wanted to help, and, and and the first part of this verse is what he used at the top of the flyer. Come and dine, Je- Jesus saith unto them. I don't think he mentioned that Jesus said unto them part but he said come and he said Daniel white the third evangelist Daniel White II would be preaching uh, come and dying now that's not quite the way I would have done it but he wanted to do that for the ministry and and he he called himself helping me and and and, and uh, he did he did his part but I, I don't I don't think that was as effective as something else would have been. But I accepted it, and I thank God for it, and we did use it. Anyway, back to this verse. Jesus saith unto them, Come and dine. And none of the disciples durst ask him, Who art thou, knowing that it was the Lord? And we see in that passage that Jesus did not have to promote himself. He walked in his own authority and people. People will recognize if you have authority from God, you, you don't have to promote yourself and lift yourself up. And so it, it was interesting that he chose that verse, come and dine. Anyway, uh, pastor out of Lilburn, Georgia. In these words, Spurgeon goes on to share, the believer is invited to a holy nearness to Jesus Christ. Come and dine implies the same table, the same meat, eh? and sometimes it means to sit side by side and lean our head upon the Savior's uh, bosom, as it is depicted in the Bible. It is being brought into the banqueting house, where waves, the banner of redeeming love, come and dine. One of the things that we as Christians have done so well, down through the years, not so much today, but down through the years. And some of us, we sinned by doing so, uh, fellowshipping and practicing the sin of gluttony as well. Uh, we, we, we had some folks in the church who, who who after church, after the revival meeting, they would say sinful things like, I tell you what, this all-you-can-eat Ryan's, all-you-can-eat uh, uh, Shonies or Golden Corral. We're going to make them put that sign out of business. We're going to make them put that sign down. Don't don't, look, don't don't bow your head yet. It's not time to pray because you know some of y'all said that. You were with me and you said it. <laughs> Tucking in your shirt and going inside rhymes, I'm going to make them put this sign down. It's all you can eat. Okay, they, 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 when we get through with them, they're going to stop that. I remember one time we were in Mississippi. The great pastor and man of God. And uh, uh, and he had a favorite place. He, you know, see, see, be, this is why you can't take everybody. You understand me? You can't take everybody to some places because some people have that gluttony attitude, huh? All you need? okay? We're gonna see, and uh, we were, we were eating at a nice establishment. And it was predominantly white. And we were black. But the pa- they knew the pastor. And the pastor took some of us. And, and that was it. It was a catfish place. And, uh, uh, and we, we were there to fellowship. You know how we do. After church or whatever. After a soul winning campaign. Evangelistic crusade. And, and that's what it was, it was a celebration, it was a celebration. And down in Mississippi now, deep south Mississippi where I got saved, and the manager, the owner had to send one of the servants over and and and, and, and they asked us to leave. Now he had eaten there before, and they love him, they know him. They asked us to leave, you know why? Uh, because some of us were acting like Negroes. Uh, because some, I'm just telling you the truth. I'm just telling you. Some of us were acting uh, unbecoming. Let me put it that way. Some people you can't take with you to certain. But I don't care if you like it or not. And the truth of the matter is, we were we were putting them out of business at that table ourselves by ourselves. And they asked us to leave. And some people cried racism. I didn't. When you act crazy like that, and you know, a man invite you to a nice place, and you act crazy, and you asking for five and six bowls of catfish. <laughs> Come on, man, you can't do that. And so they asked us to leave. Now I'm sure he still had his table, but the people who were with who. Were uh, they didn't want us to come back. You said, were you one of them, Bridger? No, I was not. I was not. I got better sense of that. My mom and dad raised me better than that. Anyway, come and dine. It, it means intimate fellowship. When somebody invites you to eat, you know, preferably, I don't like to eat in people's houses. Whether they invite you to a restaurant, and I'm not too big on that anymore, of course, at all. And, and Unless we're really getting down to some business that needs to be taken care of. But I'm, I'm not for small talk. I got pastor friends who are. They're, they're good at it. They love people very much and so forth. I, I'm an introverted person. I'm not in for small talk. We got to be taking care of something. I hate small talk. I, I won't even talk to you if you're going to try to do, me, do the small talk with me. I'm not going to do that. I'm not, I don't waste my time with that, but um, this, this is, I've been to many fellowship dinners, you know, after our crusades and everything, many, and it's a, it's a wonderful, joyful thing, and, and just great, I don't know how many times we've been to Denny's after a revival meeting up in Philadelphia, or someplace else, in Hawaii, even in Alaska. Halibut, I learned about halibut fish in Alaska when I preached up there. Uh, and yeah, I mean, m- m- wonderful times. Uh, we, we had conferences, uh, and we hosted conferences, and preachers coming from all over, and their families, and everybody, and, and we go to certain restaurants. I can name, I can name three of them. Ryan's, Golden Corral, Denny's, for sure. And they didn't even want us. But they couldn't stop us in Philadelphia, the land of the free. But uh, that's, a, that's a special thing, man. That's a wonderful thing. Come and dine. It's an intimate situation. Come and dine. And I'm, I'm sharing all of that with you. Let's get back to Spurgeon. It gives us a vision of union with Jesus because the only food that we can feast upon when we dine with Jesus, is himself. Oh, what union is this! It is a depth which reason cannot fathom uh, that we thus feed upon Jesus. And this is so true. In our, in our earlier prayer meeting today, God did that thing to me. I'm not a crying man, but when, when I think about the goodness of the Lord, I may not shout, and I may not run around the church. For some of that, I believe it's disorderly. It's not biblical either. It's, uh, okay, alright, I hear you. Alright, charismatic, my charismatic family. I love you. You know that. But I know you, too. Okay? And some of that running and jerking and jumping off across the balancer and tripping up and falling on the ground. And uh, women on the ground uh, with dresses on and the nurses got to come and cover you up and... Uh, hold hands around you. All oh, that's unnecessary. That's nowhere in the Bible. Nowhere, uh, nowhere, in, with Jesus, or uh, unless the people were demon possessed and they were jerking, and he had to cast the demons out. No, you just, m- many of you just showboating and trying to be cute. Stop it, okay? Well what the Lord does to me is, I feel something arising, and I and 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 I say respectfully. I've had to ask the Lord. Now, Lord, this is too much. My, I, I understand better now what the old folks used to say, my grandmother and them, my cup runneth over. You you get so filled with God's joy and God's peace and gratefulness and thank uh, thankfulness for what he has done for you. The tears begin to, uh, something rises on up here, all up in here, and then the tears begin to flow. And I have I've had to lovingly, respectfully ask the Lord, now, Lord, leave me alone. Cause I got to work. I got to go do my thing. I got to go do what you want me to do now. I have. My family has heard that. My wife has heard that many times. I get to praying. God get the moving. Nobody else is in the house. Not in front of church folk. Sometimes I've been in the car by myself. And God would just fill me so much. With his joy and his peace. And his thankfulness. So grateful that he would use a wretch like me in the way that he has. It is amazing. I must move on. Spurgeon says, he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and I in him. It is also an invitation to enjoy fellowship with the saints. Yes, sir. I've had some of my greatest. Now, see, I'm, I'm an introverted preacher. I don't, I, I don't, need, uh, I don't need the fanfare of people. I don't need a whole lot of pats on the back, but I have about three or four preachers that, oh, well, man, we've had times of fellowship that lasted too long. On the phone and in person. And we, we I mean, laughter, joy, backing each other up, and all of that. Uh, with, you know, what they're saying, that's right, brother, that's right. Because God will reveal things through the saints. And you got to say Amen. You got that right. Christians may differ on a variety of points, but they have all one spiritual appetite. And if we cannot all feel alike, we can all feed alike. Go ahead, Spurgeon. Go ahead, Spurgeon. On the bread of life sent down from heaven. And uh, you don't need a whole bunch of folks to do that. It is a beautiful thing. At the table of fellowship with Jesus, we are one bread and one cup. As the loving cup goes round, we pledge one another heartily therein. Get nearer, nearer, nearer to Jesus Christ, and you will find yourself linked more and more in spirit to all who are like yourself. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. It's the most wonderful thing to be linked to Jesus and to the saints of God who are truly born again. Oh yes, supported by the same heavenly manner and fueled by the same Holy Spirit. And I'm adding that, if we were more near to Jesus, we should be more near to one another in a true sense. We likewise see in these words the source of strength for every Christian to look at Christ is to live. To feed on Christ is to live. But for strength to serve him you must come and dine. You must spend time in private prayer. If you married You need to pray with your spouse, and you husbands, listen to me, husbands, you need to lead in the spiritual uh, things of God, just like you need to lead in the sexual and physical things of God. You need to be the initiator, okay, because that's not going to happen. The prayer thing is not going to happen. The Bible reading thing is not going to happen on a consistent basis if you, sir, don't lead it. I don't have time to explain all of that. You just need to do it. Okay? You're not going to have, on the physical side, much sex in your marriage, which many of you complain about, if you don't initiate it because a woman can hold off on that for a while. You can't, sir. You cannot. Are you hear me? And you need to be the initiator. Don't be waiting on her. I'm talking stupid like, I. sometimes me she just ought to jump on me and this, that, and the other. You know, that's not happening after a while by and by in the marriage. You better initiate that. And your spiritual life, your Christian life is not going to be good in the family if you don't initiate that. If you don't get up in time to pray with your wife at least, but in time to get everybody else up to pray with your children too. They need it. They may not. They, they, in the, while, while they're young, they love it. When they get into the teen years, not so much. When they get into the young adult years, not at all in some cases. But you need to do that anyway because something God does something in people's hearts and minds through his word and through his Holy Spirit through prayer. They may not show it on their face, but it's deep down churning and working. In the words of one preacher I knew in Columbus, Georgia, it's germinating. I really don't know what all that means, but you you get the idea. <clears throat> so Spurgeon goes on, we labor under much n- unnecessary weakness, God help us. On account of neglecting this precept of the master. We, none of us need to put ourselves on the uh, low diet of Jesus. Go ahead, Spurgeon. On the contrary, we should fatten on the marrow and fatness of the gospel that we may accumulate strength therein. And urge every power to his full tension in the master's service. Glory be to God. Thus, then, if you would realize nearness to Jesus, union with Jesus, love to his people, and strength from Jesus, come and dine. Come and dine with him by faith. How do you come and dine? I'm adding this. You pray to God in Jesus' name. You read His Word. You meditate on it. You not, not only obey it, but you apply it to your life. Because see, there are some passages that they don't have a commandment to obey, but they have they, the passage has a, a principle or two for you to apply to your life. For example, just reading the Bible You could be reading Chronicles. And what is the the principle that you need to apply? The Bible assumes that God exists. The Bible really does not set out to prove that God exists. So you need to walk by faith in God. Just by reading the Bible, you get that. Anywhere in the Bible... The principle is going to cry out to you, apply this to your life. Believe in me. Trust in me. In the words of Jesus Christ, have faith in God. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we pray. In the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we praise you and we thank you for your holy word. Thank you Lord also for the remembrances of magnificent fellowship times with the saints down through the years. But more importantly with you. And Lord help us to never forget this devotional time. Help us to come and dine at your table, at your throne of grace, which you have invited us to come boldly to, to pray, to read your holy word, to feed on the manna of heaven, which is you. And obey your holy word and apply it to our lives. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and shake. Amen. If you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, as he did, here is how you can be saved from the hell to come and walk with the Lord morning and evening in this life until you go to that wonderful place called heaven when you die. First, dear friend, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's laws. The Holy Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin always. the Holy Bible says in Romans 6:23For the wages of sin is death. Third, accept the fact that you're on the road to hell right now. If you have never trusted, if you have never believed on the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, if you have never received his free gift of salvation, That he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than any prophet in the Bible. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Why? Because he loves us and he wants to save us from that awful place so that we can go to heaven when we die. Jesus Christ said in one sermon in Matthew eighteen eight, wherefore if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off and cast them from thee, it is better for thee to enter into life halt or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. Also, the Bible states in Revelation 21, eight, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and uh, whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now, hell is bad news, dear friend. But I have some good news for you. You don't have to go to hell when you die. You can go to heaven. For Jesus Christ said in John 3.16, for God so loved the world, that includes you, that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And just believe in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe that he died for your sins. He suffered, he bled, and he died for your sins and for mine. And for everybody in the world, he was buried, and he rose from the dead by the power of God for you so that you can live forever with him. Pray and ask him to come into your heart today to save your soul, and he will save you. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. So, dear friend, if you want to trust Christ as your Savior today so that you can avoid going to hell and go to heaven when you die, pray this simple prayer with me called the Sinner's Prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Believing in your heart. On Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I realize that I am a sinner and that I have done some bad things in my life. I am sorry for my sins and today I choose to turn from my sins with your help. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins. I believe with all of my heart that Jesus Christ died for me was buried and rose on the third day. I do believe with all of my heart on the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul and change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins past. Help me to turn from my evil life and to follow you in the new life. Lord Jesus, for it is in your name I pray. Amen. Dear friend, if you believed in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my pamphlet titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John ten nine, I am the door, by me if any man enter in he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you trust that Jesus Christ is your Savior today, please email me at DW3 at and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good, is my prayer.